Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Phil Zalewski, CEO of the Parkwood Group. But before we talk to Phil, I want to remind you that Rainmakers is a podcast about business development. When I started in business development, I had nothing to guide me. Didn't know how to do it, had to make it up as I went along. And so I'm talking today with people who are really good at doing this stuff to learn how they do it and how they learn to do it and teach you how to do it. And so today we're talking to Phil Zalewski. Phil, what is the Parkwood Group? So Parkwood Group is a, um, it's a consultancy. It's a sales advisory, helping companies accelerate revenue growth. Um, today, revenue is the number one driver for value creation. And um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the best firms, they're already skilled at financial and operational value creation. They've done all the engineering. Now the next realm, if you will, in terms of really being able to drive value is through um, organic sales and increasing organic sales. And that is exactly what we do. Help companies and help investor groups um, drive that uh, revenue growth engine. Mm-hmm. So when I first met you, you were you were doing sales for telecom and, and things like that. Yes. And then I've known you over the years as, as you've tried to do a lot of entrepreneurial advent, you know, uh, ventures and um, those didn't work out all that great. And then you started a new entrepreneurial venture and you said, what I'm really good at, Carl, is sales. And and so this is a like a startup. It's not a startup anymore, but it's an entrepreneurial venture around sales, right? It is. And I'll even take a, a step back how I even got into it, Carl. So my career started in accounting of all places. Right. Okay. So I was, uh, I was in audit, uh, in the audit group. And um, a, a friend of mine, not, not at the firm that I was at, uh, was doing taxes. And he was branching off creating his own firm, which has become successful. But at that time, it was just him. And so he pinged me, said, hey, would I mind working at night helping do tax returns? I'm like, sure. You know, it's extra money. I'm a, I'm a kid out of college. Um, I can, you know, I can certainly do tax returns. And so I, I was helping him at night. And often I would be doing tax returns for these guys, you know, guys in sales, right? And I would talk to them afterwards, present their tax return to them, tell them, and after talking with them, Carl, I, I said to myself, I can do this. You know, I'm looking at their W-2 earnings. I know exactly what they're making. And I thought, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is a game changer. And so um, that, was the, that was the switch. That was the light bulb that turned on. That was just the beginning. Because as you could imagine, no, no one in sales wants to hire anybody from accounting, right? It, it was the polar opposite. So had to uh, had to overcome a number of obstacles in, in that regard um, to uh, really learn you know what it was that they would I went through oh I can't tell you dozens of interviews and always it was the same you got to get experience you have to get experience and uh, ultimately I found a small reseller an Oracle reseller who had just bought um, a uh, somebody that created financial applications on Oracle and they needed somebody to sell. And the only deal that they would give me was 100% commission. 
Yeah. And I thought and that's what you're you know, doing today. That's what you're well, that's exactly. Your, that's your business model today. So if you're, it is. You know, so give you a plug. If you're, if you've got a, a cool, cool startup company or even a, a growing company and you need to juice up your sales, Bill knows how to do it and he'll come in and he'll only get paid if, if you get paid. But so, so Phil, the, the funny that you mentioned the accounting, because my first business development job was in accounting and I was selling accounting. I knew nothing about accounting. Well, I took accounting <laughs> in, in college and graduate school. But I was horrible at it anyways. Um, so, so one thing I've differentiated on in, in this podcast is pure sales versus business development. And, and granted, business development is just a, 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 light, a, a light name for, for sales, right? It, does, it's, it seems kind of uh, uncouth to, to call you know, somebody sales in a law firm or an accounting firm, right? Um, but but the, I think the real difference is the, the nature of the sale, right? If you're selling a widget, you know, uh, uh, some hardware device or a piece of furniture, uh, you, you know, you're, you're selling that thing. And, it, and and there's not much of a relationship that is developed around selling that item. It could be, but but usually there's not, right? So your typical salesperson is doing cold calls and it's a numbers game. But in the kind of sales that we do, the, I think you view more of a business developer, mm-hmm. Bill, because you're a relationship guy. And the guys that you have involved and the women that you have involved with the Parkwood Group are people that have been doing this a long time. They're seasoned people. They have relationships, right? And so they don't need to go out and, and cold call a bunch of people. They're calling people they know, right? And so talk a little bit about that, that difference between kind of the pure sales and the business development the type of sale that you do. Oh, Carl, this, there's a huge difference, right? So I would classify it almost as, you know, to your point, you know, selling the widgets. Yeah, that's a different type of sale than when you are working a large enterprise uh, opportunity or a, a large B2B. So as an example, I'm working with one client right now. I've been working this opportunity for two years, two years, mm-hmm. and it is it is all relationship. It's everything. It's the nuances of, um, and and it's the complex cell. There's so many moving parts, so many influencers, so many people who have a say in the decision. It might be, you know, well, it certainly is folks in the finance department. It's folks in the, um, in the multiple areas in the IT shops that all have a say. And so, um, my job and, and my team's job is making sure that everyone is shaking their heads yes to the, mm-hmm. to the value proposition. And that, you know, that transverses all, uh, all sectors, right? There's a, everyone has a certain value proposition that they bring to the table. And yeah, that sounds, you know, that sounds trite and normal. We, you know, we all hear about that, but it's the, what separates the elite, if you will, from everyone else. It's all the little things that we do. Right. Mm-hmm. So think about it. This is two years. This is an endurance race. Yeah. If um, you had a quota, if you had to meet, meet a quota, you know, and you, you, you know, you wouldn't have met it last year. Right. That's well, that's well, then, then you, you balance the short term with the long term. Right. So there are certain shorter term opportunities that you focus on never taking your eye off the ball, off the big deal. Carl, this is a nine figure deal. Okay. Wow. And so there are a lot, like I said, there's a lot happening. But um, to your point, it is, it's knowing everything. It's knowing your business. It's knowing everything that's going on within that account. If somebody, you need to know if somebody coughs, if you will, 
mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, just a, a, a give you a a short story. When I was just starting out in sales, I was, I mean, I was green, right? I was, uh, I was green and uh, we had this concept of commit. You had to commit how much money you're going to sales, you're going to bring in for the week, for the month and for the quarter. Mm -hmm. So for the week I had committed that I was going to bring in a hundred thousand dollars for a certain deal. The deal came in at $90,000. So the next team forecast call, we're talking, going over it. Okay, you know, the commit was 100, I brought in 90. Um, my sales manager, you know, made a comment or something like that. I go, yeah, but it's 90. For the next five minutes, he ripped into me, just going on and on that I didn't know my business, I didn't know this and hmm. that. And that was a that was a, a game changer. Well, you should because, have sandbagged it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have. But the point is, is that was that was a tiny deal right now. Imagine the stakes right now on a nine-figure deal. You really have to know everything and making sure that your network is telling you everything and that you're feeding the network and, no, and yeah. you know, every, all, all ships are, all boats are rising, if you will. Yeah. So, so I've had, if I think back, I've had a variety of jobs, but I've, I've had a, a straight commission sales job selling furniture just to buy gas, you know, have gas money. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, if I didn't sell that piece of furniture, I didn't get paid. And then mm-hmm. higher end job, I, I was the first business development person hired at PricewaterhouseCoopers. I had a I had a um, a goal. They didn't call it a quota, but it was a goal. And then I and I had a bonus structure, which was like a commission. And and so I know it. And, and accountants are quantitative, so I get that. Right. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I always blew way past my goal, you know, because mm-hmm. I was highly motivated. But can you believe for the past eighteen plus years, I haven't had a goal. <laughs> Or a commission structure. I, wow. I, 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 I've just, you know, operated as a business development professional. I've got a team of business development professionals, well paid, I might add, that mm-hmm. operate in the same way. And I can measure what they produce, but, but I, I don't comp them on based on numbers, right? It's, it's totally different than a typical sales job. Does that surprise it, you? Um, it is, but then again, at the um, you're right. But for the enterprise sell, for the large deal, it's qualitative. Okay, so um, to very very similar to to your business step biz dev people, you know, they have aspirations, they have goals, and so you know, it. I, I'm not selling to a, I'm not positioning to a quote unquote pain point and a solution. Mm-hmm. It, no, it's not. They have what is it that that they're trying to achieve. There are, you know, it, it's selling, look, I hate to be trite about it, but it's selling that dream. They have an aspiration. They need to, they're trying to get somewhere. And by getting all the resources, whatever those resources are, and oftentimes it's, you know, it's things that are, you know, make no sense outside the box, but getting those resources together to help your client, to help move that initiative forward. And these are initiatives. Right again. I'll go back to this this big deal. There are, there are small initiatives that are all moving. That as long as they're moving forward, okay, that's great. I'm I'm not closing anything. I'm not selling anything. Right. This thing probably won't close for another four or five months. But little things are happening all along the way. That at the end, I even hate to use the word close. It's 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 a natural progression. Just happened. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So Phil, how did, how did you learn how to do these things that seem so natural to you? Did they just come to mind one day or or did you watch others? How did you learn it? No, 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 no. Listen, when I, again, I had to make the transition from, um, 
from accounting to sales, I, I'd like to think I have a, a fair bit of energy. So I have that going for me, mm-hmm. but really at the, at the end, at the end, it is, um, I was a human sponge, I guess would be one way to put it. When I first started, even using terminology, the lingo, okay, close, prospect, pipeline, things like that. I mean, you had to learn, I had to learn the lingo. Then I had to learn the technology um, and really being able to, to get the nuances um, and then just the different elements of, of the sales process. Okay, what is it? What are, I mean, I, I can't, I read everything I could find. I, I attended seminars. I, I just, anything that I can grasp, talk to as many people as I could to find what is it, you know, what's driving these, to, one, to get my first sales job, quite candidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it, it, and it continues, it, you know, it was, you know, how many years ago, even, even to this day, I mean, there was a, a huge article I'm working with a, a couple clients in the um, data management space. And there was a huge article written yesterday around next gen infrastructure and emerging technologies around that, that makes all the sense in the world. So, uh, I guess a, a long way of saying, uh, never stop learning. I mean, it is, I, I attribute a lot of it to just a, an, an insatiable hunger to, to know how to, how to move the process forward. I guess having the sales fundamentals helps you even when you're doing the high-end relationship building type of sale, right? Just understanding where this opportunity sits in, in the funnel, right? Understanding this is a, a warm prospect versus a hot prospect versus something that's going to close or never close. You absolutely. still think those ways, right? Oh, and look, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it is, well, at the end of the day, it is time is your most important resource. And so being able to assess, you know, where, where you're going to get the sale, because still, Hey, we all, you know, it's a uh, commit, weekly, a commit monthly, a commit quarterly, the pipeline has to build or else the revenue never happens. Um, and, and to, to be able to continue moving down that path. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's the discipline. I think that applying that discipline into, uh, applying that discipline to relationships, um, following up something really simple, uh, as a, Hey, I, you know, I met somebody, had a zoom call or whatever. We'll follow up at the end of the day. Hey, I enjoyed this. Those little things, believe it or not, make a huge difference. They do. So, yeah, absolutely. They do. And it's what I'm <laughs> the worst at is the follow-up, but I know how important <laughs> it is. So I got to take your advice, Phil, any parting <laughs> advice for, you know, a young person listening who might want to be like you when they grow up. <laughs> You don't want to be like me, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, again, I would go back to a couple things. One would be never stop learning, right? It has uh, really become a, um, uh, a master of your craft. There are, I'll, I'll use a couple sports analogies here where like Steph Curry, okay? We all know his uh, shooting percentage. Well, did you know that after every practice, he will go to the foul line and shoot free throws until he makes 10 in a row after every practice? And look, there's, the stories are replete of just all the great athletes and just what their work ethic is like. So, you know, one, you know, really become a master of your craft, be just learn everything you can work hard. It is, you know, there, there's the elites and there's, there's great people. And then there are everyone else. The elites just do things a little bit differently. Um, they 
go that extra mile. They make that extra call. They write that extra email. I would say it's, it takes work, but it's very well worth it. Great advice. Phil Zalewski, CEO of the Parkwood Group. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant. 